Headlines this week for FBI Deputy Director Andrew McKay being removed from the Bureau. The air quotes in that one. Also, Celebrity Big Brother offering up a brand new big cast, including Omarosa taking her talents to TV again. And the Colonel Sanders is refreshed, just like Doctor Who. It gets refreshed every couple of months. And you won't believe who it is or who it isn't because she claims she's – well, we'll get into that in just a bit. Those three stories did not make the top ten. So what stories are on top this week as per you? We will talk about them and so much more in this week's edition of the Weekly Wrap-Up Show for the week ending February the 3rd, 2018. And welcome back to the show. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. I am the man behind all things going on at this. It's a conversation.com. It is a website. It is a social media movement. It is a thing where we talk to you. That's you out there in the world, internet world or real world. Based on you want to see it. And we let you get in on the conversations you want to have. Now, the news cycle that we have, especially here in the United States, often gets stuck on the quote unquote big stories that seem to break and don't. Be fixed for days. You can talk about uh, three days on a single Trump tweet, in fact. And so to keep from that bogging down the conversations that could be going on near your water cooler, near your water cabinet, near your refrigerator, or just in general, wherever you are, we post online all day long links to various news stories and headlines. And all you have to do to be a part of the conversation is join in the conversation via your social media. Follow us on Facebook at This Is The Conversation. Follow us on Twitter with TH underscore conversation or just go to the main website, thisisaconversation.com and reply there. And what we do is at the end of the week, we go from Friday to Friday, essentially. We tally up all the stories, all the headlines, all the numbers from the various sources and put them in a spreadsheet because I'm very bad at math. And the top 10 stories get discussed in the first segment of a show right here. The middle segment contains an interview segment. Today, we are scheduled to talk to uh, a man. Well, I'm not sure, quite sure what to call him. He's been doing some rebranding. He is Mr. Travel Fitness. We'll talk to a fitness expert who will probably give us some tips on how to keep the resolutions we've already dropped going or at least give up the resolutions and work on ourselves. And we'll see how well he plays the brackets game as we are pushing for excellence or at least 50 straight weeks of interviews so far we've gone that distance and we'll see how far we can go to make this thing happen and of course it's all about you and giving you what else you missed out on so we'll give you in the last segment the almost irrelevant story this week 100 specific headlines we posted this week plus the rest of the top 15 and as many other stories as we have time allotted for so let's go ahead and get into the big shindig for this week with the top 10 stories of this week the number 10 headline is Robert Wagner, person of interest in Natalie Wood's death. Now, this is a story that's literally as old as I am. And so for those of you who are Gen Xers or below, baby boomers are, of course, all into this one. But those who are a bit on the younger side, and right now 40 is a younger side for this story, let me do a bit of explanation. This is nearly 40 years after Hollywood starlet Natalie Wood died her unexplained death by drowning, Los Angeles Sheriff's County investigators are putting Robert Wagner, who is her widower, he was married to her, as a person of interest in the case. Took them 40 years to say that the husband probably did it. Now, this is a story where Wood drowned in November of 1981 
after she disappeared from her family's yacht off the coast of Catalina Island, California. Uh, the investigation was opened about six years ago, but Robert Wagner has refused to speak with officials since. So he's not actually talking when new, but apparently there had been enough evidence 30 years from the crime to bring the husband back into the case. And now they're going to see whether the case goes to Robert Wagner. Robert Wagner, very popular and very handsome actor uh, of the time. Of course, this is a 40-year-old investigation. We'll see how long it takes to work this one out. Number nine story for this week is IKEA founder Ingvar Kamprad, which I totally butchered, dead at the age of 91. Now, the man who invented the uh, it, the IKEA concept, he came up with the idea of essentially small-scale mail-order businesses and global furniture. He figured out how to basically make really cheap stuff, pack it in a box, and ship it to people, uh, who is essentially an icon to everyone, especially if you've been to an IKEA store, died at the age of 91 on Sunday. Now, there is a little bit of sort of weirdness into his story. He has a big work ethic. He's really frugal and down-to-earth, so we found out later in the week that his money is basically going to no one. He had no will to send it to, so his money is kind of in, in in just limbo right now. Uh, but he did spend some time doing some stuff that was not so great. He is linked to some, not so much neo-Nazi, but some propagandyish stuff that the Germans don't like to talk about. We'll just leave it like that. He's known for being very frugal, basically shopping after hours to get better prices, uh, doing things like in the early days selling matchboxes from his bicycle when he get them very cheaply and sell them at a great profit. So being frugal is what he knows, and the frugalish of the IKEA brand being simplistic, sort of a long-standing modernist and minimalist sort of brand, he has died at the age of 91. If you want to get into part of his money, you probably have a good shot at this time. By the way, the jump in response from the 9 to the 10 story, 1.67%. The jump from the 8 to the 9 story, I think that's how it goes, is 3.28%. And that is train-carrying GOP congressmen to retreat in accident. Now, the chirons on most of the cable stations went to GOP train or Republican train crashed into truck. When the train wasn't really owned by the Republicans, yeah, it was an Amtrak train. Yes, Rush Limbaugh, we, we get that. But a train that was carrying GOP congressmen to a retreat right after the State of the Union so they can huddle up and, I don't know, do secret handshakes and slap themselves in the back or something. Uh, they're on the way to a retreat when they hit the train, hit a truck. That's how it happened. A truck essentially trying to cross uh, before the train, beat the train, did not beat the trains. Those things don't work out so well when it happened. Two people were in the truck. One of them died. The other one is still dealing with some injuries, I believe. Uh, none of the people on the train, essentially, as far as I can tell from the stories we have left behind, were hurt. But it caused a stir of confusion for a few hours as people were trying to figure out what the deal was and who was on the train and everything happened. The Oddly enough, the people, the Republicans on the train had to get on some buses in Charlottesville and head on to their retreat. I don't know if that's irony or coincidence, but it seems kind of funny to me. The number seven story of the week uh, has a jump in response of 1.59%. Agriculture Secretary Senator Perdue designated survivor for the State of the Union address. Now, just coming off that story there, uh, the day before, there was the massive State of the Union address. Mr. Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, Mr. Guy, gave a speech for the nation, his very first one, telling how things were going. And while the whole thing was mixed, that's not what this is all about. 
if you are familiar with the current ABC show, I believe it's on ABC, called A Designated Survivor, it stars Kiefer Sutherland, who gets to become the president after being something like secretary of whatever, some minor secretary role, and then Congress is blown up on the State of the Union address. So if that were to have happened, our new president would have been Saidi Perdue, the agriculture secretary. He basically gets to sit in some undisclosed bunker and hang out and eat party stuff and just sit by himself and watch, watch the thing on TV. No one really knows what he thought about the actual speech, but he's not our president, so we know things moved on fairly well. Jump in response from 4.69% from the 7 to the 6 spot. And this is dozens of people recounting patterns of sexual misconduct by Las Vegas mogul Steve Wynn. Steve Wynn was essentially outed in the whole Weinstein thing this week by a, essentially by something that he actually probably did. In a lawsuit that was settled many, many years ago, a massage therapist that worked for him in his casinos uh, had some complaint about sexual misconduct. And there was some sort of settlement and some money was paid. The reason why we know about this is Steve Wynn has been going through a very long, very ugly divorce settlement and trying to keep control of his casinos and his wealth. One of the reasons why it looks like he's selling all his casinos in the States and going to Macau is because he can protect his wealth over there a little better than here. That's just how it works. When you're that rich, I guess that's a problem. The biggest problem that came from this is apparently there was a long settled idea that Steve Wynn, while great to the people that worked for him and gave a lot of people, including women, great opportunities, some of those opportunities may have came at some sort of give and take that isn't really seen as all that wholesome to the people who keep an eye on these things. So Steve Wynn, because of this, ended up dropping his job, not so much job, but he was the financial chair for the uh, Republican National Convention. He had to drop that. And, of course, they brought in some Donald Trump stuff because he's a rival and sort of a friend of Trump. He actually hosted the gala that Trump didn't go to when they had the government shutdown, although for years, because of casinos, they've not been such great friends. That's what we have on Las Vegas mogul Steve Wynn. Nothing really bad is coming about from this other than losing some of his political clout, and we know these things that we probably would have known about otherwise. The number five story this week, helicopter crashes into California home, killing three people, jump a response of 2.99%. Now, this is a story we're not going into a lot of detail on, but here are the main thoughts on this, main pieces of it. Helicopter crashed into a Southern California home shortly after takeoff on Tuesday, which killed three people, injured two others. This from the officials on the scene. The four-seat Robinson R-44 went down in a gated community of Newport Beach, about 45 miles southeast of L.A., that is where it is, where the, the thing happened. Uh, about four people or four people were on the helicopter time, and one of the people that actually died was a bystander on the street just watching it. So it was a very sad story. Uh, not a lot into it. It wasn't a major crash, and it wasn't someone famous in the crash, which doesn't delineate how bad it is in the first place. But that's the basic story for that helicopter crash that happened on Tuesday. The numbers four story with a bump of response 1.45 from the five story. Seacrest harassment query ends at E, cites insufficient evidence. 
And that's essentially all it was. There was a a few little uh, details for some things that maybe Ryan Seacrest did as a kind of a boss over the E-Network. And the inquiry into the harassment basically got squashed because they couldn't quite get enough evidence to keep them going. That may sound familiar to other people who are trying to squash efforts to be investigated because they believe there's nothing there, but maybe there is. In this case, the people doing the investigating, that's E and the outside people for that, found no sufficient evidence or, quote-unquote, insufficient evidence to keep the, the harassment inquiry going, to say the harassment happened on a basis that was worth pursuing some sort of major action. That doesn't necessarily mean he didn't do anything or he didn't upset someone. It just means it probably wasn't totally out of bounds or legal. It was more a misunderstanding than it was something that was actually a forcible act that you can actually prosecute. Let's go now to the three-story jump in response of 14.29%, and that is Jamel Hill exit ESPN Sports Center. Now, there are some conflicting reports on this one as well. Jamel Hill and Michael Smith, of course, the were the, the host of the six. Actually, they're still the host of the six. She won't be dropped until, a, a few, I think today maybe your last day of doing this right before the Super Bowl happening this weekend. But they took a podcast they created at ESPN, his and hers, turned it into a TV show on ESPN2, used that and parlayed into this slot, the 6 o'clock p.m. time slot at Sports Center to sort of jazz up the brand. And because their podcast banter, which was... M- mostly based on um, racial um, identity, being black and things like that. Some of it didn't quite translate well to the normal six listeners. And because of that, they had issues going on. Of course, she is famous for showing out tweets to Donald Trump, giving her displeasure on how things were going and stuff like that. Uh, In the end, there was a just a just a timeout that she needed from Sports Center, So she'd asked for a shifting to go to someplace else. She is not going away from ESPN. She's going to work exclusively for The Undefeated, which is a online magazine, a blog, if you will, that deals with racial-type things, things that are really important to the African-American community. So she's going back to her first love and her first act, which is basically writing. Uh, Michael Smith will currently host Sports Center right now or when she leaves solo for a bit, and then he'll get uh, put together with another co-host eventually. And it'll probably be another African-American co-host and probably another female African-American co-host. So they get the vibe that they want it to for the six. They're just going to retool it with a different person and hope they can make it work more on a level that's palatable for the masses. It is broadcasting, so you have to reach the broad audience, and SportsCenter has a very broad audience, and you can tell from some of the reaction to the actual show, some folks didn't quite get what they were trying to do. Number two story this week is researchers found or show off what they call human Uber. Uh, That story gets a bump in response of 8.75%. So what is human Uber? It's a screen that some random dude will put on their face, and they can see, so don't bump anything, but it projects someone else's face. That way, you can fill in for another person at an event. They can see you, they can interact with you, but you ain't really there. Your your face is there, your voice is there. In theory, your mind is there because you're interacting with the screen, but you you're you're on someone else's body. Exactly. And the number one story this week, 
Mark Sailing, former Glee star, dies of apparent suicide. This gives a bump in response from the two-story, 3.45%. A bump from the 10-story, Robert Wagner's a person of interest story, that is a 50% a jump. And... 900% jump from the almost relevant story this week, which is number 100. We'll talk about what it is a little bit later, but that's much of a jump from the almost irrelevant story. Mark Sailing is a former Glee star. At this point, everyone's a former Glee star since it's off the air. Died this week of suicide, apparently, to avoid what was going to be a good bit of time and a lot of pain from, uh, uh, well, let me just put it how it was. They found over 25,000 images and 600 videos depicting child pornography on his computers and thumb drives that belonged to him. And he was named in a two-count indictment back in 2016. Allegedly, he received porn involving young girls through the trial, but that had been delayed as he sought new legal representation. So he went back and forth and actually had a deal to have uh, some that taken care of to get some of the sentence uh, commuted um, by pleading guilty. Uh, he had to register as a sex offender and do a bunch of other things, and everything was about to come down into place. Sentencing for everything over that was coming down in March. He basically couldn't deal with it and died over the week of an apparent suicide. So our thoughts and prayers go out to his family and, of course, the family of all those involved in the case because everyone, yes, everyone is a bit of a victim in this thing as they move on with with this. And those are the top 10 stories for this week. And you made it happen. It's the stories that you thought were important to talk about, which is why I'm talking about them in the first block, the first segment of the show. How did they get here? Well, it's very simple. You went to our social media sites or the social media sites and our links there on Facebook. You look for This is the Conversation. On Twitter, we are TH underscore conversation. Our main website, This is the Conversation dot com. And what you did is you interacted with the stories as they came down throughout the week. You saw something that popped in your timeline. You clicked the quick like button. You hit the heart. You hit the thumbs up. You hit the little, you know, scowling face. You responded to it, replied to it, chatted with me about it. And the numbers that came up were the numbers with the most responses there. And if you want to make sure that next week your vote counts, just do the same thing. Follow us on social media. Interact with the stories as they come down. And then wait and see which comes out in the top ten every single week. Coming up in just a bit, we're going to talk fitness, we're going to talk travel fitness, and we're going to play the brackets. So hang on for this here on This is the Conversation's weekly wrap-up show for the week ending February the 3rd, 2018. It's very simple to have your vote cast to see what's in the top 10 and what's in the top 10 through 100 this week by going on social media and just responding to the stories that's come down. It's just as simple to have your ideas, your thoughts, and your opinions matter so much that I'll actually give you flat-out cash for it. It's called the, the Conversation Survey Panel. And to join, you go to thisisaconversation.com slash survey panel. Fill out a quick little survey so we can get you in some instant demographics. And as people come asking us for opinions, we go out to you guys, the best people with the best opinions in the world, and we'll offer up surveys, and we guarantee you get paid. So if we send you a survey, you will get paid. This got created because I was dealing with online surveys, and 
going through the surveys, the pre-survey and pre-accounts and all the stuff and going through long batches of surveys just to find out I didn't qualify for the survey. So we pre-qualify you. We tell them that you're pre-qualified and people looking for opinions on products, on services, on politics, on ideas. They want to know things and we have connections to really cool people. But to get in on these, you've got to be in the batch for the survey panel. This is the conversation.com slash survey panel. This is the conversation.com slash survey panel. This is the conversation.com slash survey panel is how you get in for these great surveys. Michael V. Moore, a.k.a. Mr. Travel Fitness, is a person I met through some networking, some business networking, and uh, just stroke up some conversations on how things are going along, how our business were progressing, and sparked up a bit of a friendship online as well. And finally got a chance to actually talk to him. One of those things that we do in the online world is you have friends you've never met before. Had a chance to actually speak with him, and this was a great interview we had about what he has going on for his world in Mr. Travel Fitness. You got to hear how he became Mr. Travel Fitness, why it's so important to do what it is and keep yourself in shape especially if you're on the road a lot. And, of course, he's going to play the brackets as well. You get a very, very interesting take on a story that he only knew part of. He didn't know the actual um, flip side that we had for the headline, but he'd been keeping up with the background, and we'll let you hear about that in the interview. But as always, we open up the interview by asking the simple question, so what is it that you do? What I'll do is I specialize in helping traveling professionals stay in shape, whether they're on the road every day, every week, every month, doesn't matter where they are on this planet, I help them stay in shape. Now, how did you get to this this destination to become Mr. Travel Fitness? Is it a personal thing that turned into a business? Yeah, so it all started back in, I'll say in 2008, I had my first traveling job that required me to pretty much travel anywhere from three to seven days a week. And when I first started that job, I was always into fitness. I was really, really into fitness, but I ended up almost being close to 300 pounds. And I did not know I was that out of shape. And I used to always tell people how to get in shape, and they used to just look at me like I was crazy. And then one day I was like, wow, okay. I looked and I literally took a picture of this. And I looked in the mirror, and I was like, that cannot be me. I cannot be this 300-pound person. Like, let me prove to people that I know what I always preach about fitness. And so that started me on my own journey. And so people around the office saw me lose a lot of weight and they started realizing that, okay, this guy actually knows a lot about fitness and he looks like he knows about fitness now compared to when we first met him. And so whenever I'd be on these business trips, I was an international business developer. I used to travel internationally and I used to travel with the CEO of my company. I used to meet with presidents of countries. I used to meet with high level executives and everyone started knowing me as a fitness guy. Okay. So back in 2015, I decided to take a break from my international business developer. I also have an engineering degree. So I I did like an engineering slash business development type stuff. Um, I wanted to take a break from that. I just wanted to do something entrepreneur. I had no idea what that would be. So I pursued a couple avenues. And I remember my former CEO, he told me, he's like, Michael, remember all that fitness stuff you, you talked about? If I were you, you should start a fitness business. And so I decided to write a book. I was passionate about fitness, but I didn't know if that's what I really wanted to do. So I sat down and I put the book together. My first book was called Release the Beast, Conquer Mental, Physical, and Diet Challenges to Unleash the Champion Inside. 
when I put that together, it became a number one bestseller. And then I was like, you know what? Let me do something with fitness. And as I got more into fitness, I realized that there's a lot of people who live the lifestyle like me who traveled all the time, who people really don't understand how to handle their needs. Because there's a different need when you have control over your environment versus when you don't. So that led me down the path of eventually turning my business into Mr. Travel Fitness. Now, is it harder to be a fitness or fit person while pushing the Mr. Travel Fitness, or was it harder to be a fit person when you were just working and getting it in in your own time? I like this question because the fact that a simple matter is, okay, so if I go to my gym, at like, um, so I live in an apartment complex right now, so they start knowing who I am. So now when I go to the gym, I'm expected to look perfect all the time. And same thing with online. That's most people's first time meeting me is online. They see my website or they see you know, my blog or, or my Facebook page. So they expect you to look a certain way. You have to always be looking better than average. And that kind of creates a little stress for me because I'm not perfect. I, I try to tell people, like, I'm not 100% perfect. Every single day of the year, I don't look like I have a six-pack of abs and everything like that. But I know what it takes to get there. And, yes, I do have that when I have it, and I don't have it when I don't have it. And so it puts a little more stress on you, and then you go out to eat or stuff like that, and people know who you are. Then you can't have that extra piece of cake or anything like that because you got to be, you know, you're Mr. Fitness. You're, you're healthy and everything like that. So it is a little harder now, I would say, than before, whereas before I could just, it was a little more relaxing. I can just do what I want to do and no one really knew who you are. Whereas now, anytime anyone sees you online or at the gym or something like that, they look at you and they're always trying to find something that's wrong with you. That's a little frustrating. Now, I know you just did a little tune-up at the beginning of the year, and you put that as part of a plan for the people, and you're calling it the 21-Day Challenge. Give us a real quick rundown of what that is and how people can jump in on that with you. So basically, over the course of my many, many years, so I mean, I've been in fitness ever since I was, wow, like a skinny, fat teenager, 17, 18 years old. That's when I'm really into fitness. So of those years, I paid a lot of money to figure out how to like lose weight because I always used to think I was fat and everything like that. So what I decided to do is actually I put together all the best techniques I learned and I created this 21-day um, fat loss challenge. So what I like to do is I like to take a couple people at a time and put them in this course. So before I put them into this course slash challenge, I decided, you know what, January 2018, I'm going to test it on me. I want to prove to people that I got a great product and I know how to make people lose weight. So I decided to be the first guinea pig of 2018. I had a couple people do different aspects of the diet slash exercise plan in the past. But I, I, this was my first time actually putting all that together in the actual system, I guess you could say. But I was like, hey, maybe I'll start selling this down the road. So when January 1st hit, I said, you know what, let me do it myself. And so when I did it, I literally filmed the first, I believe, 10 days. Every single morning when I got on that scale, I filmed me actually doing it because I wanted people to see that this is real. This is not me faking it. I'm not doing anything to trick people. And so for 10, about 10 days straight, I recorded everything. I had it on my Facebook page. Everyone that follows me at MrTrialFitness.com, I sent it to them via email as well. And I lost 22 pounds in my first 14 days. And that is actual weight loss. That's not me making up numbers. That was not me drinking water or manipulating carbohydrates in my body and stuff like that to make a scale go down like boxers and and fighters do. No, that was actual weight loss. And I'm proud of that because I exceeded my expectations. I was expecting maybe to lose about seven pounds in that first week, but I was amazed at the fact that I lost close to 22 pounds in just 14 days. 
All right, so results may vary in workout programs, and results also do vary when we play the brackets. So are you ready to go ahead and play the game? Oh, yes, I am. Okay, so let me explain it again for the folks who maybe tuned in for the first time to the program. This is the unfair brackets game that we play with our interview guests. And what we're going to do is we're going to offer up the interview guests, the top 10 stories that we just did in the first segment, to go through one by one in out-of-order rankings. So they're not 1 through 10 anymore. And just to confirm, you have no idea what the stories are for this week, correct? That is correct. So I'm going to offer them to Michael two at a time, and he gets a chance to advance a story to the next round. The first round, of course, has five groupings, so he has a choice to skip one of those groupings or go through the first four and then skip the last one there. And we get to the final round where we pick one story, and that will be the story he believes is the top story of the week based on his choice, and he gets a chance to talk for him a couple minutes to expound on that if he likes to. Are you ready to rock and roll, Mr. Travel Fitness? I sure am. All right, so I'm going to start off with the stories which rank number two and number six. And, of course, you can advance one of these two or you can skip them both altogether. The first one is researchers this week showed off a human Uber in which someone straps a screen to their face and fills in for someone else. Or dozens of people recount patterns of sexual misconduct by Las Vegas mogul Steve Wynn. Do you like either of these stories? you want to go ahead and pass on your first go? Wow, so I used to live in Vegas. Um, that's interesting. Um, wow. Um, uh, so I will do, yeah, I'll do the Steve Wynn story. All right. We're moving Steve. We're moving Steve Wynn ahead. And now the next grouping is the seven and the four for this week. Number seven, agricultural secretary, Sonny Perdue is the designated survivor for state of the union. And number four, Seacrest harassment query ends at E cites insufficient evidence. Uh, I'll do seven. Duh. It'll take Sonny Perdue. The survivor. All right. There we yeah. go. All right. We're going to, talk about the desert well maybe we'll see all right next grouping is the 10 and the five stories this week the number 10 story was robert wagner considered a person of interest in natalie wood's death and number five helicopter crashes into california home killing three people which one of those two do you like or do you want to move on to another group uh, we can do the helicopter crash all right helicopter crash and they were moving on to the last Two groupings. You can either take this one or take have to take the next two. This grouping has the eight and the three story this week. The eight story train carrying GOP congressman to retreat in accident. The other one is the number three. Jamel Hill exits ESPN Sports Center. You Ooh, have Jamel Hill. Jamel Hill. So that means we are not going to talk about. There's no chance to talk about Mark Sailing, the former Glee star who died of a suicide this week, and the IKEA founder Ingvar Kampride who also died this week at the age of 91. Those two stories have been eliminated from contention. This time, we're going to put against the six and the seven. That is the story of Steve Wynn and his sexual misconduct, as recounted in from past tense, and Sonny Perdue being the designated survivor for this week's State of the Union. Which one goes forward? Uh, since I've lived in Vegas for a while, I'm interested in the Steve Wynn. All right, sticking with Steve Wynn. And then the next grouping, we're going to have the five and the three, which is the helicopter crash into the home in California or Jamel Hill leaving Sports Center. Jamel Hill. All right, so that means we're going to pick between the, these two stories. Either it's Steve Wynn, the recounting of many people who have come back from many years saying that he does have a pattern of sexual misconduct with some folks. And the other one is the big bombshell in news and sports, Jamel Hill leaving ESPN Sports Center. That being announced, and I think our final day on the air may be today. Which one of the two stories do you want to talk about as your top story of the week? Um, for me, it would be Jamel Hill. 
All right, there you go. So let me give a quick rundown of the basics of the story. Jamel Hill and Michael Smith took a podcast. They were both working at ESPN and just got together to work on a podcast called His and Hers, which gave their opinions as they would be in their lingo, their language, and that really resonated with an African-American bent. That podcast turned into a show. That show turned into Sports Center, essentially the six o'clock primetime Sports Center as a way to refresh the brand. And it didn't quite catch on. In fact, not only did it not catch on, Jamel Hill had some issues uh, politically with saying a few things that maybe she had the right to say, maybe she didn't. That all gets lost in the wash. This week, she asked to step down from Sports Center, and she was requested that. She's going on to work on The Undefeated, their blog for African American issues. And Michael Smith is left to do the six, the Sports Center 6 p.m. show by himself until they find another co host. So, Michael V. Moore, Mr. Travel Fitness, tell me what you think about this story for this week. Oh, man, because um, I didn't know she was actually stepping down like this week, um, but I've been following this story in the past because I know most people didn't even really know who she was. If you didn't follow, you know, Sports Center or ESPN or anything like that, and like you said, a his and her, because that's why I first really knew about her was that show, His and Her. But it's amazing that all it took for her to make one just comment on Twitter and for that to get the president of this country's attention and then all of a sudden just have this backlash against her. And I find it just, it just it saddens me the fact that she had to step down from her job over saying something that the majority of Americans feel. <laughs> that, that's just incredible, the fact that you're supposed to be able to speak freely on Twitter or whatever. Like, that's, that's her personal account and everything like that. But they decided to tie it to her job as well, if I understand correctly. Like, I'm not sure what type of agreements she signed with ESPN. The only thing that can make sense with me is maybe as an employee of ESPN, you're not allowed to speak your mind freely on your own social media platform. I'm not sure if, that, if that's what's going on, if that's what led to them basically coming down upon her and feeling the need to. I know at first they suspended her for a couple of weeks or a month or so, if I remember correctly, after her first comment. But to see that lead to her just resigning is incredible. Just, that's just incredible to me. Um, no. I, yeah, I'm upset the fact that um, people say that you can say whatever you want to say, you know, freedom of speech, you can speak what you, what you want, your mind can talk about this, your mind can talk about that. And we have this president that uses Twitter to talk about whatever the heck he wants. But the moment this person who just said what everyone else is thinking and you know, the, the proof is in the pudding. Like, I'm not going to go too much in that topic, but it's just a matter of, you know, the proof is in the pudding, man. If you, if you keep doing actions that makes you look a certain way, it's like you've got to be that way after a while. Because if I recall correctly, her first comments was basically the fact that she believed Donald Trump was a racist. And if you go out and you basically have a speech in front of the whole country where you basically don't condemn Nazis, the definition of racism in the world you know, that, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, that, that's just the issue. So, that, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I think about all of this. Michael, thank you so much for helping me out for the podcast. Tell the folks how they can find Mr. Travel Fitness out there around the Internet. So you can just go to the main webpage, which is mrtravelfitness.com. That's mrtravelfitness.com. And you can actually, actually see a lot of videos of me on my Facebook page. So just go to Facebook and search for Mr. Travel Fitness and you will find lots of material from me. And if people want to get in the next batch of 21-day challenge, where they look for to get in contact with you on that one? 
If you're interested in that, I would just say go ahead and send me an email. So send me an email to Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, at MrTravelFitness.com. Michael, thanks so much for joining us for the podcast. Thank you for having me. This podcast has been released for the week ending February the 3rd, 2018. That means in 11 days, it will be Valentine's Day. And for all you guys, and I'm saying specifically guys, although the girls may be behind too, guys who have not gotten on the stick and gotten a great gift, we have a great thing for you coming up. And your time is running out, so you make sure you remember and listen very clear. Go to our website, thisisaconversation.com, and click on the sponsors for Cloud Nine Living, or just go to this is a conversation.com slash cloud nine. That's cloud numeral nine, and we can help you with the best experience ever. I've told you about the package we got for my wife, where she is going to get to drive a race car, and me and my daughter will go someplace far away, so we're nowhere near that. But you can do all sorts of great experiences via Cloud Nine Living. They have golf experiences, they have hang gliding experience. They have balloon experiences. They have underwater experiences. They have really fast cars that scare me experiences, and you can get them at a great deal. Now, normally when we talk about Cloud9 Living, we talk about getting the gift certificate so you can just give the gift to them. This time, you've got to pay a little bit more, but we've got a great deal for you. If you go there this week for Valentine's Day and make a purchase of more than $199 between now and the 14th, you can save $15 off your package. So whatever package you want, you use the code LOVE18. That's LOVE18, and you get $15 off anything, any order, over $199. Or you can go ahead and just get the gift certificates and give it to them to figure out what they want. But if you're ready to go on that great excursion or to give that excursion a great Valentine's Day promo for you for a great Valentine's Day gift for that one you love or just care about. So give the gift that's a great gift and give the gift to yourself $15 off by using the code LOVE18 and going to our website. This is conversation.com slash cloud9. That's cloud numeral nine for a great gift for a great excursion via cloud nine living. Once again, thank you to Mr. Travel Fitness, that is a.k.a. Michael V. Moore, for stopping by to play the brackets and maybe get you in shape. I'm not saying that anyone out there necessarily needs to get in better shape. I do know that I have been eyeing jumping in on a 21-day challenge myself, and I think I may need to go ahead and take that leap. So if you're looking for someone who's going to give you great advice on staying in shape, getting in shape, or maybe that little kick in the butt to help you move, that's there as well. Now, as time runs out, very quick housekeeping for the show. Remember, if you want to be a part of the show, you are the votes. You make things happen. Go to our social media links via Twitter, TH underscore conversation, via Facebook, This is a Conversation, and just the main website, thisisconversation.com. Stop by, react to the stories as they come through your timeline, and the more reaction you give them, the higher they go up, and we tell you how they rank throughout the week. At the end of the week here in this podcast, we'll have your top 10. We'll get to the almost irrelevant one in just a second, round up top 15. And we don't have a lot of time today. We'll see how many we get in in the in-betweens. But that's how you get things going right here. 
We also want you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you want your podcast from and go to the website and you can find links to all the places we are. And if we're not there, let us know. We'll fix that pronto. Stop by websites for playing great features, including helping me find some pretty big guests and playing the rankings game for a chance to win $10, a $10 gift card from Starbucks on me. How's that sound? How about the sounds of the almost relevant story this week? This week, we had 100 specific posts, 100 things listed for storylines, and the one that was 900% less popular than the top story, which is, of course, Mark Sailing and his suicide, was Donald Trump. Donald Trump did make it directly into the list this week by going on TV and doing the State of the Union dress, and then, of course, next day saying that it was the most watched State of the Union ever, which it wasn't. And that's all we got time for for that one. Now, rounding out the top 15 with the 11th story, we have FBI Director Andrew McCabe removed from the Bureau. And, of course, as these things happen, there's some sketchy ideas on what removed means. He no longer is the deputy director. He was going to leave in months anyway, but he decided to skip the way to to his retirement and just go ahead with terminal leave right now. He's out all sorts of craziness going on about a memo released today. We'll probably talk about that coming up next weekend. Celebrity Big Brother has some pretty big names in the cast, including Brandy Glanville, Mark McGrath, and Omarosa. Of course, Omarosa was shopping a book about the tell-all details of the Trump White House. Nobody apparently wanted to pick up that book, so she has to go put herself out in the TV again. So more Omarosa directly on your TV coming up in, well, I guess I guess they already cast it, so I guess she's already in the Big Brother house. 95 people died after an explosion in an Afghan capital of Kobol uh, over the week. We're going to quickly go past that one. So we, of course, thoughts and prayers out to that one. A Cleveland ambulance decided not to pick up a man who was shot 16 times because he was outside the city limits, about a quarter mile outside the city limits. Literally a, a a stone's throw from where the city is. They didn't pick the guy up. Obviously, this company had a stern talking to after a while. And the 15th story is one that was holding strong in the top 10 for most of the week and then just barely missed it uh, for the end of the week here. Still in the 15th, though, and that is a new peddler of the chicken with 11 herbs and spices, or more specifically, the chicken tastes like Memphis barbecue. And that is the Colonel at KFC. They have a new barbecue style, new barbecue style chicken up and a new Colonel as they seem to do upgrading turtles as they need to. This one looks a lot like and sounds a lot like Reba McIntyre, which would make her the very first Colonel to be a woman. Although the Colonel will tell you, as he does in his commercials, he is not Reba McIntyre. He is not, while often confused for, not a famous country singer and a female one at that, just so that you guys know. So let's wrap up with as many of the also-betweens in here and there as well. And these, of course, are no particular order. We just reshuffled everything at the tail end of the show. And whatever we have time for in about the next uh, three and a half minutes, we'll see how many headlines we can get to. Of course, starting off with a really, really big one, Amazon, Berkshire Hathaway, and J.P. Morgan Chase forming a new company, Set to disrupt U.S. healthcare. It essentially is a healthcare insurance provider that's going to provide things that are not provided by the government and the private insurers right now. How this works? Well, they were short on details, but they do have the power and the money to really disrupt anything. We'll see if they can fix or disrupt, I hate that word, healthcare. The Professional Darts Corporation uh, confirmed this week that they will no longer use walk on girls 
for their dart events. That means it, well, no more beautiful ladies just wandering around for no apparent reason at the sporting events if you believe darts is a sport and they believe it is. Now, whether that means there'll be less ring girls at the wrestling or at the at the wrestling, at the boxing or the MMA fights, we shall see. It may or may not happen. This one's a pretty, pretty weird one. Remember that Hawaii missile alert from weeks ago? Now, the worker who sent the alert that said that there was a missile attack on the way to Hawaii, apparently not only wasn't paying attention to what he was doing, but after seeing it, believed there was an actual missile attack on its way to Hawaii. He saw the message that he accidentally sent and got pretty scared because he thought it was on the way. There you go. There's a lawsuit by Wal- or against Walmart. That's a kind of a weird one, so go along with me for this one. It's a racial discrimination case because the African-American hair products were locked up in the Walmart store as opposed to other hair products that were free and open. So someone had to actually go and unlock the case to see the African-American hair products. Now, this is an extreme version of the, the commercial they have right now for Dollar Shave Club where the guys, or basically all of them, basically the, the razors are locked up and they actually have a blow dart to keep a guy from stealing razors, apparently. So this is an actual occurrence of this. The lady is suing Walmart for racial discrimination. We'll see how that goes. This is a really sad story. Bride accidentally leaves groom at altar during $17,000 wedding and gets dumped at reception. This is a takes a bit of unpacking, but essentially the bride was having the day from hell on her wedding day to basically show up late for the wedding, uh, missing out on everything, which they couldn't have the wedding because the person who was holding the event had another wedding scheduled afterwards. She did show up for the reception, and at the reception, the groom decided... I can't deal with this drama and leaves dumped at the reception after leaving her husband at the altar. And this one is one I'm throwing out there because I'm in the SEC range. That's how it goes. No school, no SEC school has sent more players to the Super Bowl in any NFL history than Tennessee. So Tennessee, well, but I guess Tennessee is Tennessee. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. Join us again next week for more great conversations and join us all week long for what we like to do. You see the stories, you react. We have the conversations with you. Thank you so much and goodbye for seven more days.